confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Britain feels broken, but how do we fix it? Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers, but we have found some people who do. Join me, journalist Becca Hudson. And me, the former MP Ed Vasey, for How I'd Fix. From the price of a pint to the housing crisis, this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation. And hear practical solutions from those in the know. Catch new episodes of How I'd Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Rebuilding Britain starts here. Joining me now is Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Gork, Gorka, former advisor to Donald Trump. Sebastian, thank you very much for joining us here on Talk TV. Let's start with those comments by Hillary Clinton. We learned from polling over the weekend that 80% plus of the American electorate think that Biden shouldn't seek a, a second term, and 70% plus of Democratic voters think that he shouldn't seek a second term. Has Hillary Clinton sort of got the zeitgeist of the American voters by questioning <laughs> his fitness for office? I don't think she's ever had the zeitgeist of anything. Uh, she's a sad harridan of a woman who's still blaming Russia collusion for her loss in 2016. No, this is just a desperate woman who's trying to get back into the political bloodstream, but it will fail. Uh, the fact is, it's not the age that's an issue. I'm sure you know, Jake, many people who are in their 90s who are, you know, mentally fit and are very agile and others who are, you know, as my friend Dan Bongino, the radio host, calls Biden a rotting bag of oatmeal. You know, age isn't the issue. The issue is that this man is senile. His own Department of Justice dropped a 388-page report this week about his maintenance over 40 years of illegally held classified documents in his offices, in his garage. And it said that as they interviewed the president today over these documents he kept from his senatorship, he was simply unable to remember what year he was vice president or even the year that his son, Bo Biden, died. This person is not competent mentally. He's not compass mentis. That's the real issue with Joe Biden, as well as all the other corruption. Well, Sebastian... Look, we're really concerned about that because, of course, Joe Biden, as well as being the leader of the United States, but has his finger on the trigger of the biggest nuclear arsenal in the world and speaks really for uh, the, you know, the largest economy of the world and free societies across the globe. What sort of puppet masters then are pulling his strings if you say he's incapable of making decisions himself because he's impaired? Well, I don't fall for these conspiracy theorists of, you know, the grand puppet master in the hollowed-out volcano stroking the white cat. 
You don't need that with the left today. You, you of all people, should know that. It's, it's a hive mind. It's a blob. It's, it's really a cult. When everybody thinks the same way, you don't need George Soros or Obama on a walkie-talkie telling Joe what to do. They all hate America. This is the peculiar time we live in, whether it's the Ramonas or whether it's the Democrat Party here. We have a political elite that hates their own country. So if you all think the same way, you don't need to have a mastermind. But on a functional uh, aspect, the, the fact is if you go to the, not the secretaries, not the department heads, but you go down one level across the Biden regime, you will find that almost every senior position is held by a former Obama appointee. Mm. So in, in effect, it's the old team that's running things as per the old president's desires, but you don't really need a mastermind. No, sorry, maybe I use my words, clumsy use of words there. I don't really mean that there's a puppet master. I just mean that if, as you said in your first answer, Biden is effectively incapable of fulfilling his office in some meaning, meaningful way, then surely there is, a, a, as you say, a team that is supporting yeah. him. But that gives me real concern because, you know, ultimately you want that final decision maker, that commander in chief, that leader of the free world to be sharp as a tack and making those sorts of decisions independently of teams that may be there to support him. Let's talk about um, Donald Trump, who has been making some pretty controversial comments over the weekend about his views on NATO. I mean, first of all, he said that uh, people who... countries that didn't pay their full amount into NATO were delinquent. And then he seemed to say that he would sort of welcome or support foreign attacks on NATO countries that hadn't played their full part in supporting the alliance. And that's deeply, deeply irresponsible when the whole uh, safety of NATO is built upon the idea that an attack on one is an attack on all. Is he signalling that America won't come to the aid of NATO allies? No, this is a left-wing talking point. This is the same kind of, Donald Trump is reckless, he's going to cause World War III which is weird because when we were in the White House, we had no new wars. I mean, think of this. When is Ukraine invaded the first time and Crimea stolen under Obama? When is it invaded a second time and we're at war again right now under Biden? But it's so strange when my president was the commander-in-chief, when we were in the White House, for four years we had peace and tranquility. Why? Because bad guys were afraid of President Trump and our friends and allies felt reassured. It's the last sentence of my recent Oxford Union speech that seems to resonate with so many, that, you know, our enemies were afraid and our friends were reassured. The, the point that the president's trying to make, which is absolutely indefatigably demonstrable, empirical, you know, reality, is that NATO, two-thirds of NATO are freeloaders. OK, well, look... Of, 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 of the target force goals... I, I understand the point... I understand the point he may have been trying to make, but this isn't right. some left-wing conspiracy. I'm going to directly quote from this. I think this is really important. He said, um, you didn't pay, you're a delinquent. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them, them being Russia, to do whatever the hell they want. I go back to that point, and I'm sorry to labour it. NATO is a defensive alliance. The strength of NATO hangs by a thread and that thread is a belief from our enemies that an attack on one of us is an attack on all of us. If you have a president of the United States who says, quote, no, I would not protect you, 
surely that is the end of the NATO alliance. And that is deeply, deeply irresponsible. No, Jake, the, 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 the end of the NATO alliance is when two-thirds of the members don't stand up to their obligations. Let me finish the point. Okay? So if, if you're a member of a club, right, and you pay your dues, and two-thirds of the members don't pay their dues, when the clubhouse is crumbling, why should anybody else, the US, which funds most of the required serious expenditures, pay for everybody else? It is a tactic to say, guys, if you want to be a member of the club, you have to act seriously. We, look, it's, it's been a story. I, I cut my teeth on NATO issues 30 years ago, okay? I, I worked on these issues. I was a, a NATO fellow at the NATO Defense College. I worked on these issues in the Hungarian Ministry of Defense. For over 40 years, we have key NATO allies who are rich NATO allies who are unprepared to meet their 2% of GDP defense target. Now, at, at some point, the guy that pays all the bills has to say, Excuse me, there are consequences to you being a freeloader, to you sponging off everybody else. The president wants a strong alliance, but you can only have a strong alliance if people get the message to step up and do what's right. That's what President Trump wants. And by the way, okay, just well, look at history. Look at history. When, when the president was back in the White House, we had exactly that. He made threats, and they, they were met by what? people actually stepping up to their required commitments to the collective defense. President Trump, let me be explicit, if it's not clear, wants a strong alliance. This is how he's going to get it. So, well, OK, we'll just have to... Well, I think we'll leave that there, because I, I, I don't agree with you. I think an alliance based on def a mutual defense cannot survive if you say that you won't defend your your fellow NATO members. Calling for reform is one thing, but saying you won't support your allies... That's how you get it. it. The question it, is how it, you get it. Is another. People, have called, people have called for reform for decades and got nothing. This is how you fix it. OK, well, let, let's hope that he doesn't destroy NATO while doing so. Look, one more question. Um, we've, we've had many people on the show from the Ukraine saying they fear a Trump presidency because of his statement that he will end the war in a day. That also the Republican Party on the hills as is blocking aid going to Ukraine. Do people in Ukraine have anything to fear from a Trump presidency? And if Donald Trump does win, will he continue to support the people of that country in their fight against the illegal war um, perpetrated by Russia? Just another, another left-wing point. I'm always amused when people say to me, what would your president, what would your boss do about the war in Ukraine? And I laugh. I mean, a good belly laugh. Why? Because he wouldn't have war in Ukraine. Again, look at facts. Ignore the talking points, Jake. Look mm. at the facts. There were no wars. There were no new wars when we were in the White House. Biden comes in, he surrenders Afghanistan, and, and Putin says, all right, lads, let the tanks roll. I mean, the war would end within 24 hours, because as the president has explicitly said, the day I'm inaugurated, I tell Zelensky, Zelensky, you need to sit down with Putin, and if Putin refuses to sit down, we're going to give them more weapons than they can even shake a stick at. So the fact is, we would have peace in Ukraine. Well, the Ukrainians, God bless them for what they're doing to defend their own country. What the Ukrainians need to really be afraid of is Joe Biden, the senile old git getting re-elected. Because if that happens, Ukraine, Poland, the Baltic states, their future is within Putin's reconstituted Soviet Union. So, guys, if you want peace, 
If you want the enemies of Western civilization to be on their warning orders not to do anything bad, you need President Trump back in the White House. Well, Sebastian, thank you for joining us here on the show. I will be supporting the Republican candidate, whoever that may be. Of course, uh, most likely to be Donald Trump. <laughs> you know who I it is. I don't think people in the States care who I'm supporting, but I do always support the Republican candidate. Thank you so much thank for joining us. That's been...